You're listening to the Ox Talk. Ox Talk. Ox Talk podcast. Hey, you're listening to the Ox Talk with Shahano and Jessica. It's just us two today. Um, sorry, it's been pretty like hectic. <laughs> yeah. We're like recording this late at night. It's hard to get babysitter and everyone's busy, but anyways, um, today, I guess we're doing a little heavy subject, um, <clears throat> talking about abusive relationships, so. Yeah, I was like, well, we're, we're like discussing it, and I was like, already kind of triggered. <laughs> yeah, so trigger warning, I guess, for yeah. that, um, yeah. So yeah, we'll talk about definitions, some signs, um, reasons why the uh, victims, is that offensive to say? No, right? Oh yeah, victims. Okay. That's what they are. Survivors. I don't know, some people are like, mm-hmm. but they change the, the terminology term for, yeah, for like rape victims well, and stuff. Well, no. Didn't they change it to something you're, else? You're a victim if you're in it, right? You're a survivor if you are post, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Sorry for, I don't know, the piece. You're you're a victim if you're in the process of being abused, right? You're a victim, you're the victim of a crime. No, but you're still going to be the victim. No, because look, like, think about it, like, think about it like this, like, you know, while you have court cases going on, you're still the victim of a crime or whatever. Once the crime is finished and, you know, you don't have to go to court anymore, you become a survivor. Because the process is over. The process, but the the crime was still committed. Yeah. But you're still you're a survivor. Still a survivor too. Yeah, you're a survivor of the crime. <clears throat> Anyways, whatever. Sorry. I don't know about that technicalities. Um, and then like any personal experiences we have, we'll share. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So the definition. I have here from stoprelationshipabuse.org. Relationship abuse is a pattern of abuse and coercive behaviors used to maintain power and control over a former or current intimate partner. Mm. So I like that definition. It's basically like, you know, manipulative and all that. Yeah. Um, I think we're like basically for this podcast, we'll focus on more abusive. I mean, um, more less emotional abusive emotional emotional abuse less physical abuse i don't know i mean we can talk talk about about physical yeah yeah okay just Um, abuse is abuse man it's true it's true should i okay i guess i'll just go through the signs of an abusive relationship according to reachout.com Key signs of an abusive relationship. Possessiveness, jealousy, put-downs, threats, physical and sexual violence. (laughs) Pretty uh, self-explanatory. Possessiveness, like they're trying to control you and own you. And they're jealous. Just jealous. Of like other people. Even is just like jealousy complimenting you? really toxic? Oh, I mean, I guess what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, well, because 
I don't know. I would consider myself a pretty jealous person. But. No, well, well, obviously when it's like, um, I get it when you're when you're excessive, there you go. Excessive, yeah. Um, when you're yeah. trying to control someone. Yeah, a little. I think I through your jealousy, right? I don't know. A little jealousy is probably healthy. Is that a thing I should say? I don't yeah. know. Um, because then it shows that you care, <laughs> at yeah. least. But yeah, obviously when it gets to like a point. Where it's like, oh, I can't talk to another guy or a girl or whatever. <coughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Then they're like, are you doing cheating on me? Yeah. Yeah. Put downs. Yeah, you don't want that because then it destroys your self-esteem. And then that's like another thing where it's the reason why we'll get to later. Um, the, the victim um, won't leave because they're like too oppressed. Mm-hmm. So they stay in the relationship, and then threats. That's like, you know, you're being crazy. <laughs> More so physical and sexual violence. They push, shove, hit, or grab you, or make you have sex, or do things you don't want to do. They harm you, your pets, or your family members. That's crazy. Harming your pets. Man. I'm just thinking, like, because we have kids, imagine, like, someone having kids and you having to stay with someone because you're scared that they might do something abusive to your kids kind of thing yeah so do you want you want to get into the reasons since we were like touching on it a lot yeah yeah yeah. so we have another article here 11 reasons uh people in abusive relationships can't leave i think we should kind of talk about each one a little bit before we move to the next one but yeah. Um, society normalizes unhealthy behavior, so people may not understand that they're in abusive relationships. This one's, yeah, this one, I, all of these really hit home for me <laughs> just because there's like people I know or people around me that are in abusive relationships, and I can see it clearly, but the problem is when you're in it, you know, you, you don't know, right? Because you're, you're not kind of aware of it because you're blinded by either love or or duty or whatever it is you know but yeah in this case they're talking about society so when it says they normalize it i guess they can um make it seem like just usual like regular and they're like oh yeah yeah so that's basically it's hard for them to point out well the thing is like there there are a lot of things that are normalized that are really abusive right like women hitting men is a really normalized thing even even just like punching on the on the arm right like it's like friendly kind whatever like oh you're so like blah 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 and you punch someone in the arm right that's still abuse right even and it can just get worse because we've kind of normalized that or even like things like um like normalizing the fact that when you get married you know a wife is supposed to be this and a wife is supposed to be that so women you know feel like it's their duty to kind of be a good wife and they deserve all this you know blah 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 and you know you get what i'm saying that's why like they can't leave because we've told society kind of tells you it's like oh if you want to be a good husband you have to do x y and z or if you want to be a good wife you have to do x y and z and things just get normalized you know and yeah but for yeah so for this it's just like because society made it so normal they yeah. just don't even see a reason to seek help so they don't they don't like identify it for themselves yeah. so it's like they don't even get to that point yeah like it's supposed to happen this way kind of thing right that's yeah. the kind of mentality Ugh. anyways uh number two is emotional abuse distor- destroys your self-esteem making it feel impossible 
to start fresh. Um, yeah, so I touched on that a little bit. Yeah, this one's this one's kind of like I've been I've been reading or watching a lot of things about narcissism. Um, because I recognize there is someone in my life that is a narcissist. I just kind of couldn't put a pin on it, right? Or who it was, or you know, like what the signs were. But I think I think this is something narcissists do a lot when you're in a relationship with a narcissist. You know, they they put you down, and they kind of say you know like certain things to make you feel like you don't deserve someone else or they can't get you them. can't find someone yeah. else right like um damn it we have a fly in here yeah sorry sorry if it shows up on camera but <laughs> uh it's hot we got open window uh, anyways um there's a certain example i wanted to use about this it was like it was something on the lungs like It's like who are you gonna find that's better than me you know it's yeah. like or or things like you know you're you're never gonna find you know x to ever do this for you because no man will do this for you or no woman will do this for you right mm-hmm. kind of thing and then it's like you feel kind of trapped even in the sense where it's like and not just ruins your self-esteem but it's like they implant this thing in your head to trap you where it's like i can't get someone else there's no better life this is the best life i can i can get you know kind of thing and that's what that's what they do um yeah and you're worth more okay don't don't ever think different um the cycle of abuse after every abusive incident comes makeup honeymoon phase it's basically after like some abusive incident happens they come to you and they're like oh i'm sorry blah blah or like they just make these empty promises or they just make you feel good and you're like okay well it's not even that it's it's fine it's like there's a situation where you know someone hit someone else and they were basically you know crying in distress and in the moment it was like super stressful right and then afterwards the person you know the abuser or whatever basically was like fine for like a week he was like the perfect husband you know boyfriend whatever the perfect person for a week and then the same incident happened again you know so it's like they take it to extremes and all that kind of stuff and then chill out for a while to make you feel like oh maybe it was just a one-time thing mm-hmm. or maybe i just did something that was really stupid you know or you know they're usually not like that they're such a good person you know like these kind of thoughts creep into your mind during this honeymoon phase and then it just happens again you just gotta realize that people don't like okay fine sure people change but they don't change so fast you know and the thing is it's like if he hits you or she hits you whatever the case is right then that's already a line that's been crossed you know and if you don't set a boundary like this can't happen again or we're done kind of thing then you know that's what abusers do right they just keep pushing boundaries over and over and seeing what they can get away with you know and yeah that's that's the thing about that's really unfortunate that like if you don't stand up for yourself or like say something the first time and you let it go and let it happen it just becomes a pattern you know and especially who they do it in front of you know like if 
if they do if yeah i mean if if it's in your house your your home and all that kind of stuff but if they're willing to like put their hands on you or like even yell at you or abuse you emotionally in front of other people like and it hasn't gotten worse yet it it will get a lot worse because if they're not afraid to do that in front of people or even kids if they're not afraid to do it in front of people or kids then you know can just imagine how worse they're gonna get when you're alone you know so i mean that's sad reality yeah sad reality man um number four is it's dangerous to leave like very dangerous i mean like literally it's like yeah they're trapping you right yeah so that's why in this so in this case you're talking about see, it's life-threatening yeah um so like here it says women are 70 times more likely to be killed in the weeks after leaving their abusive partner mm. than at any other time during the relationship that's yeah that's crazy 70 times yeah i don't see i yeah yo honestly if you're in an abusive relationship and you're trying to get out you have to get the authorities involved you know what i'm saying yeah you have to yeah we're, we're gonna try to talk about that too of like basically an escape route yeah. um it's kind of some some ways to get out of an okay. abusive relationship <coughs> um number five is it's not just hard to break up safely it's hard it's also hard to escape the cycle of control and this kind of goes back to what i was saying about the cycle of abuse too mm-hmm. you know the again like like i kind of said last episode is i always have i always like to be in control so when i feel like i'm out of control i'm very uncomfortable and yeah so this one's just talking about basically <clears throat> they've maybe attempted to break up already but yeah. it just doesn't stick they doesn't they don't follow through there's like oh they're just gonna get back together again or yeah whatever right it's like a half so same pattern yeah. it's half-assed ex- escape right i don't know escaping is like <coughs> i don't know when you try and escape obviously your abuser is gonna do everything they can to get you back right say yeah. all the sweet things and say okay i'll be good for two months you know and if i'm good just take me back but like like i said man once once they've crossed some sort of line if you know they're they've already crossed that boundary even if you set it you know um something i saw sorry this is going a little bit off topic but it's very similar about boundaries is something i saw about when you first meet someone in a relationship you should set simple boundaries you know just to get to know someone like if you set a boundary like please don't touch my nipple or while we're having sex or whatever or like please don't touch my hair because i don't like my hair touched you know or don't say these certain words to me because they trigger me or whatever right and they're not able to kind of follow those simple boundaries right these are easy like set boundaries that are easy to follow easy like not touching you in a certain place is easy he just has to not touch you there right if they can't respect your simple boundaries later on in life they're gonna have a harder time respecting boundaries that are harder to to get to you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah recognizing these things early is also a a good way of not getting into a you know abusive relationship too you know these are that's a little bit something i learned anyways that's a a trick or a tip 
Uh, number six. <laughs> Society perpetuates a ride or die mindset. So I think this, this mostly has to do with marriage kind of thing, right? I I, I don't know if this applies to. Doesn't have to be marriage. It's just. Oh yeah, I guess. Basically, so it says pop culture glamorizes being a ride or die for your friends and partner, making people out to be in the wrong for leaving their partner. Yeah. And while being loyal is a great thing, a good friend or partner would never endanger or hurt you. So. That's true. I guess actually, you know, when we talk about relationships, we're not just talking about like. Yeah, yeah. Husband and wife, and not. I've been thinking about that this whole time, right? <laughs> no, we're also talking about like friendship, relationship, parental relationships, and stuff like that too. So. Yeah. So this ties in kind of with our toxicity um, episode. Yeah. But yeah, I guess we wanted to get more factual about it because we were just kind of, I guess, doing our opinions that um, episode. Well, that one was more about forgiveness, and we kind of just put in yeah. toxicity at the end, but. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. So, basically, it's nice. The, the idea of ride or die is, is nice, but it's also kind of, like, extreme. Yeah. It's literally ride or die. So, it's like, oh, if, mm-hmm. if I'm not with you, then we're done kind of thing, you know? It's just yeah, one and only. Well, like, yeah, it's just it can get really unhealthy. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... It, I think the the ride or die mindset is just more so it's like no matter what they do they'll always be in your life kind of thing yeah you know like like i mean a lot of times we get we get trapped in this idea that our family more so like you know parents and and brothers and sisters and all this kind of stuff that they you know you're kind of born into your family and you know you kind of have to stay with them but if they're toxic and if that's a you know toxic relationship or abusive relationship you should definitely get out you know like i'm sorry but there's a saying it's like um the blood of the blood of what the water no the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb you know saying that um you know i think i think it's the the saying that people get wrong is blood is thicker than water but that's actually a wrong statement yeah the blood of the blood of the covenant which is the people you choose to have around you is stronger than the water of your womb you know so like your family and i think that's completely true i think honestly like you choose your family you get that power and you should have that power to choose your family you know like yeah okay number seven they feel personally responsible for their partner or their behavior. Hmm. So I think this has a lot to do with like gaslighting, you know, like when you when you gaslight someone, and then they feel like it's their fault. Like I, I mean, a, a great example when it comes to like relationships or whatever, it's it's like I start yelling. I'm like, Yo, why are you doing this? And then you get really upset, and then I get calm. Like, why are you yelling? You know. Kind of, that's like just kind of gaslighting you, you know, like a, a like guilt tripping you. No, no, no. There's a great like okay. Another example, maybe that was a bad example. I don't, know, I don't really know what gaslighting is. Well, gaslighting is like this. It's like say, um, I trigger you, and you get really up, really, really upset, and I'm just being very, very calm, and I'm still continuously triggering you, 
and you're just getting so you're more provoking and, me basically. yeah yeah basically and, okay. and I'm, I'm just continuously pressing your buttons and you're just getting more and more triggered and hysterical and then i'm just calm and mm. usually when when people gaslight other people they pretend that they're the abusers like you're being hysterical and crazy and, you and they're being the victim and then the person that's okay. being calm like i mean i've seen so many videos of where you know someone someone will be in the washroom they'll have the doors locked and then their wife or husband will be outside kind of yelling and screaming like blah 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 blah, all this kind of stuff and yeah that person i don't like it's it's weird to say because then the person that's calm is like yo look at this crazy ass girl you know all this kind of stuff when they're the actual the calm person is actually the abuser Mm -hmm. you know it's not the person that's hysterical they're the victim they're the one that are being played they're the ones that are like being emotionally triggered and and you know usually the abuser knows what triggers you you know yeah things like that that's what gaslighting is anyway if you didn't know yeah i've always heard that term but i never was really clear but it doesn't make sense in the in the in the word it's like literally like adding fuel to the fire Anyways, after conflict, an abuser will turn the situation around and make their partner feel guilty or as though they are somehow at fault. Yeah. Number eight. Uh, They believe that if they stick it out, things might change. Same idea. Yeah. As before. I've always believed in patterns, man. Like, I I don't judge people. I just notice patterns more so and if somebody has a pattern of doing something over and over and over that's who they are you know and sometimes it might be harsh to to call them out on it or to say it but that's who they are as a person if they continuously do something over and over and over you know i get a simple example if someone's late all the time you know they're a tardy person they're late you know a late person it's not going to change right but yeah so basically they believe well they it's, it's sad because they do most times i would hope that they they love their partner um and they just believe that things will change so yeah. the advice here is never stay in a relationship in which you count on someone to change their behavior for the better it's you're supposed to you know when you're when you're with someone whether it be like in a romantic relationship or like even a friendship you should accept them for who they are like basically kind of take it at face value yeah um you forgive like minor things yeah like but if their true self is horrible (laughs) um and you can't deal with that you can't you shouldn't be expecting them oh yeah they're just gonna change or you can't go on with like wishful thinking yeah because it's not good for your mentality either Mm -hmm. you're just gonna keep hoping and then it will never come you'll always be disappointed and yeah it'll just be let down all the time so why be in that when you can try to get out yeah i agree uh, there is a social pressure to be in a perfect relationship. These seems kind of like repeats. Uh, they all, but they all have, they have a different. They all have a different 
like twist when you actually read the description on here yeah. um so this one is says there is incredible pressure to be in a perfect relationship and some cultures and social media only accentuate this pressure yeah relationship goals <laughs> yeah basically yeah uh number 10 is fear of how others will react i think that's pretty like one of the common ones like you like when you think about yeah. an abusive relationship you're like oh i'm just scared of like you're basically yeah, what how, your family's yeah. gonna think what this person's gonna think but at the end of the day it's it's all about what you think and how you feel not about everyone else i mean i kind of went over this on my on the last episode when i was talking about starting new things and and the fear of other people right like the fear of judgment and shame and all that kind of stuff mm. is is a is a pretty big thing in anything really you know like i don't know i don't know why you know we've all been kind of bred to kind of care what other people think yeah, and we hold sure. other people's opinion to such a high standard mm-hmm. when really it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah like it's just it's really hard like i i battle with it a lot like i'm that's a lot of me i don't um i'm always like, scared of doing things as of like appearance of you know and it's your own inner battle yeah. it's not even like no one else cares really if you just let that that you know fear go then you're you're fine you're, yeah no one's looking at you but yeah it's just so that's like just basically people feel embarrassed to admit that their partner is abusive for fear of being judged blamed marginalized pitied or looked down on yeah all right it's so. it's it's really weird for this fact it's like we're we're very opposite when it comes to that what caring what people what people think yeah <laughs> yeah like i'm very like embarrassing i would say for you right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to do like a, a siblings episode when mm. we have like shia here just because like i think it's whenever i i think of people i actually think that their their traits their personalities whatever it all has to do with like if they have siblings or not or what kind of siblings they have because mm-hmm. it affects them i think it affects people a lot like like because yeah, yeah. you're the oldest and i'm the youngest mm-hmm. yeah so when you're i feel like when you're the oldest all you have is yourself most of the time and you already yeah. have that responsibility you grow up a and lot you grow up, yeah you just grow up like being you and it doesn't matter you know but like when uh, when you're when you're little like no, when you're you the youngest no when you're the oldest you don't grow up as you what would you mean by you just yourself like you're not like you mean like personality trait yeah oh yeah, yeah okay yeah, so yeah. i'm saying like i start the trend of personality yeah, yeah. so i'm saying like for like you like, know the middle per- middle child will yeah because like try to copy the oldest or whoever yeah, yeah, the youngest because like, for me it's like you know like my brother and my sister they have a lot of my traits right and like when i when i look at you or talk about you you have a lot of linda's traits i never say stuff like oh you know linda does this thing that you do but it's because she was born first i mean she had the trait yeah, first, yeah. Right? <laughs> I guess so yeah that's um, what i'm saying so so i was like that's an interesting episode i want to do later yeah anyways um yeah so it's just let us know if you want to want to hear that episode we're doing it anyways but <laughs> we're gonna i guess we'll ask uh questions on i'm gonna do i'll do a poll of um episode who's, ideas who's no who's like the oldest youngest oh. only child blah blah, blah. Yeah. anyways 
um, last one or last reason yeah. why they can't just leave uh, they share a life together and yeah. I think this is probably the biggest one you know well, where it's like when maybe. when someone's your parent or again brother like family or if you have kids together and you're, or you're married that's a huge there's two flies in here now that's a huge reason yeah. to not you know like like that it makes it so much harder to break up you know when you have a partner and when or like when you have kids or you know if someone's your parent or stuff like that right like I feel like yeah this is the most complicated one yeah for sure like if you're dealing with kids any other family members or whatever yeah live together you gotta deal with finances have a house together have a pet together anything you know it just gets harder to to leave because you gotta deal with all all the stuff it's like okay whatever i'm just Mm -hmm. gonna stay i don't want to change my address i don't want to change blah blah blah. like yeah a hindrance it's really weird because like like reading some of these things i feel like i've done at least one of these things to you for what i think uh which which one was it i think it's the one where it's like um the self-esteem one destroying your self-esteem or like making it impossible to 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 start fresh um i think i've said to you before it's like you know it's like you know, I don't think you're ever going to find a man that does all the stuff I do for you. Haven't I said that before? Yes, I know. Okay. Yeah. Fine. No, I know, but uh, no, <laughs> I'm just reiterating it so as we have a new mm. cut. But it's like, but like, you know, just thinking about that makes me feel bad. Because like, mm. I've always kind of always tried to bring, like, bring your self-esteem up. You know, like, I feel like from when we first met to right now, you're obviously a completely different person. You know, but I feel like you're more of a confident person and a lot more outgoing than you used to be. You know, so I don't know. I've always, I've always just tried to make sure, you know, to bring you up. And it's just sad to read that part where it's mm. like making it impossible to feel like you get a fresh start and to know that I've kind of said something like that to you. I'm sorry, you know, if anything. <laughs> I'm sorry too. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you. But don't worry. It's, there's huh? like, I think there's like always little things in every relationship. But if you talk it out, realize yeah. that it's wrong, yeah. and not like deny it or whatever, then you can work it out. But they have to be willing to actually want to yeah. help you help themselves. Yeah, well, I mean, I think something that you and i have been really good at is being open to listen to the other person you know and i think that's probably why you know we're still going strong (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just kidding but yeah um so signs that your abuser is not changing so look out for these and Mm -hmm. you know to help you figure out that you should leave um they all start with he, so, but if it goes for she, then just saying. Um, he minimizes the abuse or denies how serious it really was. He continues to blame others for his behavior. Why don't you just say they? I guess so. <laughs> they, they claim that you're the one who is abusive. They pressure you to go to couples counseling. What? 
Yeah. A lot of times, um, abusers will mask wanting to get better oh, with yeah. finding outside help. So it's like, hey, why don't we but, like, go get... But through. they're not really serious mm, about it, right? Tricks, they're just, tricks. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Um, yeah. They tell you that you owe him another chance. Which... Mm. <laughs> Uh, you have to push them to stay in treatment. They say that he can't change unless you stay with him and support him. It's a good trap. Um, they try to get sympathy from you, your children, or your family and friends. Oh, that's that sucks too. Um, they expect something from you in exchange for getting help. Mm-hmm. They pressure you to make decisions about the relationship. What? I don't really get that last one, but. Yes. Um, all very toxic. Yeah. But there you go. And we want to try to do something like, I guess, some help. Some tips. <laughs> tips. There we go. I was like, what am I saying? Um, on how to get out based on, this is helpguide.org. Safety planning for abused women, in this case. Um, Here it says, know your abuser's red flags, so stay alert for signs and clues that your abuser is getting upset and may explode in anger or violence. Um, I think that's over time or being in that relationship, you pick up on things of when they're going to Well, I think once you start to recognize that you have an abuser then it's like you, you start to notice things and yeah all the you know. triggers and all that yeah they're like oh yeah they're mm-hmm. gonna beat me now or something whatever no. right um yeah so in that case come up with several believable reasons you can use to leave the house both during the day and at night if you sense trouble brewing yeah um second one here is identify safe areas of the house Know where to go if your abuser attacks or an argument starts. Avoid small enclosed spaces without exits, such as closets or bathrooms, mm-hmm. or rooms with weapons, such as the kitchen. If possible, head for a room with a phone and an outside door or window. Yeah. Um, I guess we should point out, it's like, it's not always easy. Like, these are tips, but it might not work for everyone just because we don't know how extreme or difficult the situation is like some people they could be like i don't know someone who's like home all the time or yeah. whatever it is but you know do, do your best yeah because you know they can't be with you 24 7 yeah like still like they gotta sleep they gotta do something they gotta yeah. eat there's i mean it's hard but i think i mean like there's some if you have downtime, kids and then they aren't living with you say you're going to your kid's house for a visit if you know something's coming or whatever and i don't know man just (sighs) (laughs) it's hard um so sad but just call 911 man i know it's you know what um the the most you know the most and the thing is it's like calling 911 i read a statistic it was like calling 911 most of the time if you say nothing's wrong and you've called 911 they're gonna believe your, you your no? partner no your partner like like okay a lot of times what happens is the victim will call 911 mm-hmm. out of fear or whatever mm-hmm. the police will come the abuse will happen and then 
the victim will tell the cops, "Oh, nothing's wrong." Yeah, I'm sorry. like they'll, they'll you know backpedal, I guess. That's yeah, because they but... they're too scared or something yeah. happens, and then the thing that happens is right after you've called nine one one, they're even angrier. They're even angrier. Yeah, you know. So like, if you're a neighbor, honestly, I'm gonna give you some advice too. If you're a neighbor or someone that knows something, do not call nine one one on that person because if they're not ready to mm. move out like if they don't have escape that's gonna anything, trigger yeah. the abuser and they're just it's gonna in make, for it that night yeah it's you gonna know? make things worse yeah so i mean it's it's really hard as the the only thing you can do as as a friend or as a neighbor or whatever it is or somebody that's you know i guess apartment neighbors are still neighbors but it's you know like if you, if you know something's happening talk to the person talk to the victim yeah get them to to admit to the authorities that this is happening you know because and i understand the whole situation where it's like when you when you try and escape you know 70 percent of was it 70 percent of women or 70 percent of the time it leads to murder what the, the stat i just read yeah 70 times no just in the weeks after they've um 70 percent right are killed yeah so yeah. like that's the thing it's like that's why you if you're gonna break up with an abuse i didn't know that and that's crazy yeah if you're gonna break up because i mean the thing is it's like and, and like i can see it right too it's like a lot of times these people that are abusing are usually using you too right so you're usually paying the bills or you're the breadwinner or whatever it is i'm talking about you know women here you know like you know a abuser will will get you to work and everything and they'll just sit around doing nothing triggering you all the time and then once you leave and they have nothing you know what more in the world do they have than you know just ending your life kind of thing you know mm-hmm. it's like a yeah it's that i can't thing. have yeah, you no one yeah. can right mm-hmm. kind of mindset and that's so that's so sad that's why like if you know you're in an abusive relationship or whatever it is man like get the authorities involved get restraining orders all that kind of stuff you know don't take any chances with your life it's important yeah so what you said about the the neighbors yeah um this one adds up it's like come up with a code word so establish a word phrase or signal you can use to let your children friends neighbors or coworkers yeah. know that you're in danger and they should call the police mm-hmm. so that's good and then this is for uh an escape plan mm-hmm so be ready to leave at a moment's notice. Basically, pack your things, make sure everything's good, cash, clothing, all that, um, and make sure it's stashed in a safe place somewhere else, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, and then practice escaping quickly and safely. Oh, that's interesting. Practice is good. Yeah. Rehearse your escape plan so you know exactly what to do if under attack from your abuser. If you have children, make sure they practice escape plan too yeah uh, make and memorize a list of emergency contacts ask several trusted individuals if you can contact them if you need a ride a place to stay or help contact the police yeah memorize the numbers of your emergency contacts local shelter and domestic violence hotline yes professional uh, authorities yeah. and all that but yeah i mean like the thing is is like sometimes when you're at home and you're trapped you know sometimes it's good to have that outside kind of someone watching out for you you know like especially if you have a neighbor that's always listening 
you know like i don't know maybe you have thin walls and the person next door can hear and they tell you hey are you okay i can always hear you guys you know put a keyword like if i say this certain word over and over and over and you hear it please call 911 mm-hmm. for me you know like because a lot of you know a lot of times you're not gonna be able to get to the phone your abuser might swipe it out of your hand or it might be in the other room or something but you can always yell a certain word right because a lot of times you know and this is, this is really unfortunate that we live in this world just screaming for help is not enough mm. you know a lot of times you scream for help and no yeah. one will do anything because they don't want to get involved yeah. you know and stuff like that so you know like establish something with someone near you someone like that can always kind of listen or you know that way at least you that'll be part of your exit strategy you know saying screaming those words maybe they call the cops cops come and you know then you're you're good um yeah so protecting yourself after you've left yeah. uh to keep your location a secret yeah. Uh, get a prepaid oh, sorry get a prepaid mobile like burner phone yeah or an unlisted landline use a post office box rather than your home address mm-hmm. um this is in the u.s apply to your state's address confidentiality program a service that confidentially forwards your mail to your home cancel your old bank accounts and credit cards especially if you share them with your abuser um when you open new accounts be sure to use a different bank yeah so just yeah change up your routine do things differently make sure you change all your stuff and then as you said get a restraining order and then um you know seek all the legal help the counseling your shelter support groups um services for your children employment programs yeah yeah there's a lot of financial a lot of times like depending on where you work they're places should be willing or you know will usually allow you to relocate you know Mm. like i'm talking about like mcdonald's or like for us canadian tire right like if i work at a certain canadian tire and you know jessica was my abuser or something and i needed to to leave i'm sure i could get help in working for another canadian tire right Mm. so that you wouldn't know where where i worked you know because that'd be an easy way for you to get to me right yeah, but, like, you shouldn't be going to the same company at all. Remember? Huh? You change up change up anything. Everything. So, like, quit your job and stuff? Well, I guess that's what well, I mean, employment, the employment yeah. help thing is for, but... I don't know. Sorry. Maybe you can if you're far away. Yeah. Enough, hopefully. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. And, like, the thing is, like, when I think of situations, like, in rural areas, too, like places where there's like no one you know yeah, like because we're in the city so it's like there's a lot of people here and like imagine those areas and like how much worse it is to feel trapped over there because yeah man i can't even imagine can't even imagine yeah there's this movie i always think of it's so good enough it's an older movie you the, need name's, to watch it. the name's enough yeah the name's movie's enough so jennifer lopez and basically it's it's this whole movie where she met a guy and then they like soon i guess got married and then like obviously everything was nice blah blah they had a kid like a girl and then i guess she just yeah started realizing obviously that he was 
possessive and abusive yeah. and the whole movie is basically like her trying to get out so she makes this whole like escape thing and it's it's a good movie i don't want to spoil it but like yeah. i mean when did it it's come empowering out? it was like psh, i don't know man but i like it yeah it's when it's jennifer crazy. lawrence was jennifer lopez or jennifer lopez was making movies yeah i imagine 90s or 2000s probably 2000s so if you haven't watched it by now oh well I no but you should yeah because I, I see i just see it on tv and i'm like it's so empowering but it's just so scary because it's like yeah i don't want to spoil it but like in like um it's empowering though it's like but it's, it's like i'm not sure if it's realistic that's why it's kind of sad so yeah i don't know if i would take advice from a movie but well yeah but <laughs> i'm saying it's just um it's a good movie hmm. i liked it because it was like you know and there's always like media like social media stuff talking about we were talking about like neighbors like i forgot what there was a, probably a movie or show about that like the neighbors were trying to like help mm-hmm. the victim like kind of secretly but they couldn't really do anything because yeah you know as we said they just when authorities did come they just say oh never mind kind of thing right yeah <sighs> yeah um i guess we'll move on to some kind of little personal experience portion of our, this episode <laughs> okay, fine. well it's not to be long just any yeah. any people you know or well i kind of mentioned it throughout when i was talking about someone like a couple that i do know that are close to me and stuff i don't want to say like my relationship to them but you know they're definitely in an abusive relationship and the problem is that right now they're in that honeymoon stage right where he did something so bad right like she well them as a couple basically went on a trip i'll tell a little bit of the story i guess they went on a trip and he did something that was like really bad i don't think it was anything physical but it was more emotional right like cussing her out and all that kind of stuff and she cried and they were really far away so she got her son to come pick her up and bring her all the way back to her house or whatever right and that's like that happened and now you know they went through like a week of like kind of not like i wouldn't even say arguing but like basically like in the process of separation and then now they both had an ultimatum or something and then he proposed oh we should be together for like just give me two months (laughs) and if i change you know um and you have to keep me forever or whatever and if i if you don't if i don't if you don't think i've changed in two months then i'll just leave forever right but the thing is, is like how easy it is is it to just be on your best behavior for two months it's not that hard you know oh, i just have to wait two months and then i can go it's back like to my ways. Free. Yeah, no. yeah it's like no man it's like and then it's like you know just that relationship in general is just it's so toxic and it's so sad because she's like very She's very, like, weary of other people's judgment. And it's also, like, the whole idea behind, like, they've been married for so long or whatever. You know, I think that's what she says. And then she's like, yeah, I've been married for so long. You know, like, I've been I've been trying to change him. Or, like, he was good before. But, like, blah, blah, blah. I just want him to get back to how he used to be, you know? Yeah, can't, can't then, dwell on that. And then it's just like, man, like, again, like like patterns you know like if people if someone does something once right it's like okay fine maybe they made a mistake 
you know and and it's okay to give people second chances depending on what it is obviously but Mm -hmm. and what your boundaries are and how set you are with your boundaries or how strict you are but you know if someone does something once it could always be a mistake you know you you can't judge somebody off of one action but if they're doing if they do the same action multiple times you know and it just becomes a pattern because remember once someone passes one of your boundaries and there's no consequence to it then they can just do it again without and they know there there's not going to be any consequence later so they don't even fear going over these boundaries the second time you know and it's like it's just sad because she's like in that limbo state where it's like she's now in that honeymoon stage where he's being the perfect husband you know he's being a good guy and you know he's also an alcoholic and that's that's where the majority of their problems happen right so yeah it's just you know really sad like i mean i i give her as much advice as i can you know but at the same time it's like it's hard when they're not willing to listen to your advice you know like that's that's and that's that's one of the major problems right when you're kind of in that advice role or that neighbor role right because that's kind of where i'm at i'm in that neighbor role with this person and it's kind of like i can give them all the advice i want but if they don't take like i can't call the cops right like nobody around them can call the cops they she has to she has to take those steps and now that you've told me about this whole like 70 (laughs) percent I'm like even more fearful now. So, yeah. Yeah. So I was to say something. Yeah, but that's that's. I mean, that's my that's my thing. But I don't know. I don't know if I've had like abusive or like a toxic friendship. You know, because like for me personally, like, and I know this is kind of bad, but like. I've always been really kind of okay to walk away from friends, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause I've always thought family was more important and like, whatever, as long as I have my family, I'm okay. Right. And like, if you are like my friend or if I consider you a friend, I consider you family, you know, for me personally. So mm-hmm. like, that's why it hurts so much more if, mm-hmm. if, you know, for one of my friends or someone that I consider family basically, right betrays me or or does something right um i don't know when basically i've talked about this but off podcast apparently yeah she talked to me about um but i didn't realize it until like this year is this year that we're talking about it um i don't know i feel like it was really like pretty recent where i was like oh my gosh i was like in a real like yeah. toxic relationship and i didn't know it i mean like you think yeah. when you said well i think okay basically whenever i um when you said it i didn't believe because you just you always had this image that i was like this like good girl um like i was a lot happier or something before my ex and all this stuff like i think you make me 
he made me seem like I, I was like very different and then after that i was like messed up and whatever like i changed well that's why is, i didn't i didn't take like, your i see it, your I see opinion with that because i was like okay whatever but when i realized it myself it's a whole different thing right because i was like thinking of like the patterns because we were talking about i guess it did come up in the toxic it must have been that time we were talking about toxic relationships or something and i was like reading the signs or like whatever right and i was like wow it's pretty bad like i mean like just when i think of incidents like like there are incidents that I probably don't even remember, which is sad. I think I mentioned it to you. There are incidents that I probably don't remember now that were probably pretty bad. Like I feel like I vaguely remember him actually hitting me what? or choking me or something. Like there are just things like that that I don't even remember anymore. So it's like I don't know if he's gonna listen to this. It's weird. But whatever. If I ever see no. him, <laughs> no, but like you better not come in front of Jessica. That's no, but like obviously there's like one the one incident basically i think of is when we, we were at a party it was at um this guy's house mm-hmm. and it was like a house party so we were just whatever we we're like drinking and like chilling blah 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 and then um like there were randoms there whatever house party right and then we were, i was sitting on a couch mm-hmm. next to the people we came there with our friends and he got upset i think he was like jealous or like he's just upset like i guess we, we were like fighting that night i think or like arguing but like not really i don't remember what it was about but anyways so he literally like pulled me off the couch because i was sitting next to someone and i was like he literally pulled me off the couch so i dragged so he dragged me i fell with my, my legs so i fell onto the floor i don't think it hurt so that's not that point but um yeah so it's just embarrassing so they dragged me off the floor out of my seat and i was like what the hell are you doing like it's just Mm. so embarrassing that's why i remember because obviously yeah i'm traumatizing embarrassed person (laughs) easily embarrassed person um so yeah that's an incident i remember but in terms of like more extreme i guess toxicity was like used to say like he's like suicidal and all that and like yeah, well, that's i part mean of, that's part of the that's, entrapment right? yeah but i mean like i'm not gonna just say just because people think they yeah, say it. they're suicidal that i'm oh you're not really suicidal i'm not gonna say that obviously yeah i get it well i mean that's so, the thing it's like he I, he said oh if you leave me i'm gonna kill myself kind of yeah thing, that's right? that was the crazy and thing. and i was like, like i mean in those situations how do you become a bad person and say okay that's but i mean the thing is too it's like like it's he's, crazy now. He's basically putting the responsibility of his life on you. Yeah. Like and that's 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 a tough one. I don't know. Yeah, and like just think, I have the worst memory, and I hate that. But um, okay, not the worst, but like in terms of like experiences and like just little things, whatever. Right. So I don't actually. I feel like he did say that though. It's like if you know, if we broke up and like kill myself, or whatever. Like it sounds so extreme, and like, that's just it's. Yeah not something you want to hear yeah if you're like in like a argument or whatever it is right but there was a for sure incident where it's like he supposedly took rat poison he's like oh i just went and like ate rat poison or whatever and then he met up with me or whatever and then he was like trying to throw up and i was like trying to make him throw up because I was like, I don't, I obviously don't know how that works. So I'm like, yeah, so if you eat rat poison, you she die. Was in high school, by the way. Um, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> I was, uh, 
like well like just i just left high school so it was like yeah. university like 19 or something yeah yeah so because i met you when you were 20 so yeah so it was, it was just it's just really messed up when you say things out loud like this and yeah. I'm like, oh my god yeah and so like i think yeah we basically talk about it with our friend like leticia um so that's probably when i realized i was like oh my god this is pretty bad like all these thoughts in my head or like memories that are not sure are real memories yeah yeah so it's crazy i don't know if i want to say this but like you know what's really sad is that like when we broke up i.e we did break up once (laughs) um it's like you were you were gonna go back to them yeah i think that's that's crazy to me like the things cycle, you just cycle, you don't guys, realize cycle. when you're in that's what i'm saying it's like when you're when you're in it you're so blind to it and it's not and it's not even like that it's like normalized or whatever is because a lot of times you're, you're just blinded by love or or trust or hope yeah you know it's like all these things i think something i remember and yeah no this is toxic but i think it's something i remember is is someone saying a situation right so he was in a he was in a group and it was unreal the group he was in it was like a business group and it's unrelated to what we were talking about but he basically said hey i'm kind of going through something right now and then the instructor was like let's talk about it right what are you going through right and he's like oh it seems uh, inappropriate it, okay. it, it was kind of inappropriate but it's you know you go through <laughs> shit you know you don't mm-hmm. know you're hurting whatever right but it's kind of like um basically his girlfriend cheated on him with it was a roommate of three people let me just get that out of the way okay it was him his girlfriend and his roommate which was another guy so his girlfriend cheated on him with his roommate Mm -hmm. so they're all in the same house Mm -hmm. and so now his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend was still living in the same house but with the The other guy now and so now he's still living there paying rent and all that kind of stuff that's why you leave and no but the thing is he's so confused because he loves her and he still wants to get back with her and he still thinks there's a chance and he doesn't even process the idea of leaving it's not until the instructor was like dude you need to leave that's toxic as fuck like that's like you like like maybe you guys get back together whatever but just being in that house is not good for you but like for him he was so blinded by yeah hope <laughs> yeah and, yeah and like too. all this other kind of things like the woulda coulda shouldas that he didn't even <sighs> think of and then he broke he like cried broke down once he realized yeah. someone you know his the instructor was someone he really respected or whatever mm. right so he like started crying because he's like he just realized that you know the the breakup kind of just hit him you know it didn't even hit them when she cheated or started sleeping in the other room the roommate none of that stuff like that, that's why it's like hope is dangerous hope is so dangerous it's like one of those things that's like yeah it's just and that's that's the problem with these abusive relationships right it's just you fill yourself with all this hope because you know, no one wants to think negative, right? Mm-hmm. People want to hope that, man, I don't ever want to be divorced. I hope this works out. Let's, let's just hope, right? And then, mm. you know, just, yeah, man, sometimes it's not meant to be. And, you know, like, 
I don't know, man. Like, there's, I, like, I hate this phrase because it's used too much. But, you know, there are other fish in the sea. <laughs> you know, like, you'll find something better. Trust me, there's something better than somebody abusing you, manipulating you, telling you you're worthless, and all that kind of shit. You know, there's something better than that. There's always going to be something better than that. Whether you find that in a friend, whether you find that in family, whether you find that outside of family, whatever it is, there's always going to be something better than that, you know? It's like hoping, putting all your eggs in one basket and hoping that that basket will change or whatever, you know? It's like, it's like, how, it's like putting, it's like continuously putting eggs in a basket with a hole in it. Mm-hmm. You know, your eggs keep falling out. But you still continue putting eggs in the basket because you hope that one of the eggs will be big enough to plug that hole, you know, or whatever. I don't okay. know. Or maybe that hole will slowly heal itself and get smaller. Okay. I'm just saying, but, you know, all yeah. your eggs are breaking. Um, another thing to remember, um, forgot to mention, it's like basically there's like, it's always a thing where it's not your fault. It's oh, not yeah. your fault. It's not your fault. The, the talking yeah. to the abused yeah <laughs> it's not your fault don't blame yourself because that's yeah. you know just easy to do anyways uh have the courage to to leave yeah seek the resources you need to get out safely um yeah. and we're gonna end here because our baby's crying and might wake up mm-hmm. um thanks for listening uh follow us on instagram be safe Yes. Follow us. Subscribe. Like. Comment. Leave a leave a rating. Review. Five stars. Uh, Quick, she's crying. Uh, uh, Apple stuff. <laughs> 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 okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>